calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. To Sweet, the the Lady's Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom, and this is the podcast where me, a transgender lady, uh, brings some of my cisgender female friends into the land, uh, the magical land of male culture, male pop culture. That can be movies, that can be music, that can be events, um, that can be lots of things. And today we have, boy, we have a treat today. We have our very first uh, music release, a record. And this record comes from the magical year of 1997. And it was reviewed by Stephen Thomas Erlewine from All Music as the sort of record you wish they would take off the stereo at excruciating frat parties. However, the new Rolling Stone album guide says uh, that this is the album that the band came into its own. And the band we're talking about today is the Insane Clown Posse. And the record we are talking about is their 1997 ICP classic, The Great Malenko. And I'm going to start by introducing the, the comic, the, the lady comic that had never heard any ICP before. And she comes into us with fresh virgin ears, and it is my uh, lovely friend Marissa Riley. Marissa, say hi. Uh, hi. Sitting next to Marissa is an is an actual, and I hope I'm getting this correct, an actual self-identified juggalo? Yeah, I, uh, I'd say I self-identify as a juggalo. Self-identified juggalo, an actual self-identified juggalo. Out and proud, and I appreciate that, because I am out and proud, too, in my own way. Also a comedian here in New York, here is Joseph Roberts. Hello, how is everybody? Thank you for having me. Hey, Joe. Um, all right, so I'm going to start with some first impressions. And um, Marissa, you are... <laughs> Now, now, Marissa, you are the, <laughs> you are the initiate um, to, the, uh, to the ICP culture. Uh, please go ahead and give us your first impression. All right. So I, I wanted, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I really wanted to like it because I know what it's like to be like really obsessed with something and be part of like a culture. And so I went into thinking, you know what, maybe... It won't be yeah, so no, bad, um, but it 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 was to me. Um, not feeling it. It was very like one of the things I wrote was like I feel like if you replaced like every bitch in the lyrics with the word witch, uh, you would just have like a spec script for American Horror Story. You would. That's that's good. That's yeah. good. That's, that's a solid premise. <laughs> Um, also, I've, I've heard that I, I haven't heard that much 
about ICP, but I heard that they're not like they can be kind of misogynistic. But all I took away from it was like I felt like like everything they said about women wasn't like necessarily terrible or rude. It, it all just seemed very like virginal. Like, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a certain amount of like um, certain amount of like junior high uh, boy uh, perspective in this that I felt. But uh, Joe, you you've been a longtime fan of ICP. How long have you been listening to them? I got into them when I was around 18, 19 years old. So kind of late, you know, for most juggalos. But yeah. uh, I've been with them for about <laughs> ten years now. And uh, what first got me into them was the song "Your Rebel Flag." Because I lived in a uh, redneck area in Vermont, you know, surrounded by a lot of rednecks. Yeah. And that song's all about killing bigots and stuff. So I really got behind the message. Yeah, you know that seems I mean? to be it seems to be a common theme. I was uh, glad. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No. I was glad that you it. picked this album, too, because uh, it's kind of an easy one of theirs to defend as far as uh, the songs and the songs go. I mean, I'd say the most problematic song is probably uh, the, the netting game. Right. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, one. Yeah, on that, that one. Of course, some issues. Yeah, and a lot of the things uh, I t- try to remind people when they get into it is that they're that, that they're clowns. You know, they're tongue in cheek, and yeah. uh, like you said, it does come from very juvenile. You gotta understand these guys yeah. dropped out of high school, you know, to follow their dreams and shit. And uh, they were, you know, in a gang, and they weren't the best people growing up, you know. And they've been able to use their success to turn themselves into much better human beings i think you know they've done a lot for uh individuals and they've also put a good i think a relatively good message out for people who may who have not actually gotten a chance to listen to some i don't know i think it puts a good message out there to some people who may not have uh otherwise gotten it awesome that's mm. that's a that's, so that's a, my that's my start that's a good <laughs> that's a good reasoned um first impression from both of you thank you uh sharing a little bit of my first impressions now i i this is not this is not a serious podcast we 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 talk about sometimes we talk about some serious things some some of our discussions have have veered into serious uh topics but I like to keep it pretty light I like to keep it um fun and I want this to be a safe space um and I don't want someone to feel persecuted. But yeah, I didn't like this shit at all. <laughs> and that's fine, you know. And oh my God. Oh boy. Um, but I I gave it a fair shake. I gave and this is a long record. This is 65 minutes with skits, and it's very much a product of its time in, in like the mid to late nineties, where there's a lot of like there's a lot of concept going on in this thing. And I what I tried to do, my own matters of taste aside because i'm pretty idiosyncratic as we all are and my own matters of taste aside i i try to put myself in the mindset of the kind of person that is affected by this that does that this music does speak to and it obviously speaks to a lot of people and i did a lot of research and i tried to keep an open mind and i you know watched a lot of documentaries that are on the web there's a broadly documentary that's very interesting about about a feminist remaking of the of the Juggalo beauty contest that came out a few years ago. Um, there is another piece on the Juggalos and the FBI because they were they were listed as a as a criminal organization for a little while, which I thought was pretty fucking ridiculous because they yep. just yeah. a bunch of kids drinking Fago, and um, 
so I really, I, I really gave, even though I didn't react to the music, I, I wanted to give the people a try because I'm all about people finding something in common with each other. I, I'm all for that. As and Marissa and I are, are, are both queer women, and so we know all about chosen families. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. very important concept with us. And the Juggalos are a chosen family. They're they're not based on sexual identity, but they're based on a certain type of identity. So I wanted to like. Come at that! Come at that from a place of sympathy, even though I think the music is is, is dog shit. But <laughs> but that's that's me though. I think I think a lot of things are dog shit. I'm hard to please. Um, but we are going to talk about that. I'm going to go before we get into the, like the whole subculture thing. We are going to talk a little more critically about the music itself. But before uh, we do any of that, um, I have a little surprise for everyone. I hope this doesn't upset the pacing of, of the podcast and uh joe had mentioned earlier before we started taping that the dollar tree started selling fago and i was very <laughs> oh upset God. because uh, <laughs> i ordered fago <gasps> on amazon oh, that's amazing uh, certainly more than a dollar oh, a can. Yeah. oh wow this Thank is for you everyone so much. now i will warn you grape fago will make you poop green they what? Don't, they don't tell you that in orientation class. They don't tell you that in juggalo oh orientation. God. So that's something you got to learn, and that's a tip I'm giving you guys. And, Two and cans of that will make you, you... One can is okay. And I, <laughs> I don't want my producer and engineer, Kate, to feel left out, so you have a can <laughs> there for your, for your own. You can keep mm. that or enjoy it. Uh, and is this I, diet? This is diet, because diet? I, I'm a lady. You, um, they only spray diet Fago at the concerts because it's not sticky. It's not sticky. It's, it's not that's sticky, so they spray so it on you, and it just yeah. feels normal. And it doesn't <gasps> doesn't get st mm -hmm. stuck to you. That is interesting. Go for it. I've Marissa. never considered a ICP a male culture or a juggalo as a male culture thing. Uh, it's interesting you, know, you say that, and from your perspective, I can totally see how it would seem that way. Well, I I can also see that from the inside of it, like and like I did see that there were plenty of like female fans, plenty of female. Juggalettes, as as they call themselves, well, it's two thousand eighteen. They're juggalos. Now. Yes, I was about to say they 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 gendered the the term, but they're they're all juggalos. We mm -hmm. don't need we don't need special terms for male and female juggalos. So I do know that there's like women in it, but it does feel the music feels very man. It feels feels very very mask and like and I uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm I. I revel in the names of the um, of the performers of Violent J, <laughs> and my personal favorite Shaggy to Dope. Uh, that may be my personal favorite rap name of any human being. By the way, I think that is I think that is a wonderful name to call yourself. He was in the headlines recently. Did you guys see that? When he tried to drop kick Fred Durst, he tried failed. to drop oh, kick Fred, and that. you know it was a it was a wrestling drop kick. You can see he got a lot of height. You know, didn't quite get the extension out. Yeah, yeah. He tried to drop kick Fred Durst. While Fred Durst was on stage performing. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. And it didn't go well, right? It was... I thought it went great. Oh, okay. okay. He was, a, was he the one who was a wrestler? They both were wrestlers. They both were. Yeah, they both yeah. wrestled. They also, um, they also owned the, uh, at one time, the third largest independent wrestling um, promotion. Oh. Yeah, JCW was very big at one point. And um, they gave a lot of money to like these broken down wrestlers, you know, because there's uh -huh. no union for these guys you know so yeah, they kind of just yeah. have to go gig to gig still wrestling because that's all they got you know that's so sweet that is very sweet and they it seems like there's like this there's like this there's this sweetness um i think there's the genuine love culture. there is genuine love there and it does Definitely. remind me a lot of where i grew up 
um, and the, and some of the guys that that I knew uh, in like my dirtbag uh, <laughs> friend circles that I, that I ran in back then. Um, grape diet grape bagel is actually pretty good. I guess I, I, I don't hate it. I don't. I, hate it. <laughs> what color am I going to be shitting later? Well, I don't know if it works with diet, but green. Mm. <laughs> The Diet Grape Fago, better than the music. Uh, so good on you, ICP, for that one. Uh, Marissa has taken copious notes. She's brought out her oh laptop. Gosh. And uh, Marissa, let's give it... Pull, pull a bullet point out of your notes and see, see what observations you have. Because you, you, did, you did take down a lot of um, impressions. Something from the music. I did. Okay, so I went song by song. Great. And then I wrote some takeaways, which essentially turn into roast jokes involving <laughs> wonderful butts and virgins. Wonderful. Um, Let's start with the title track then. The, sure. The Great Milenko. Okay. So this one got stuck in my head, which was very unfortunate. Um, what I wrote down was, I feel like, oh, I feel like this album wants to be American Horror Story when it grows up. I'm getting bored of the chorus. And that is about all I wrote down. I also wrote... For the intro, uh, I am scared. This sounds like what people think Texas sounds like. I'm from Texas, so I can say that. Um, it's not, though. And then I also wrote, carnival weirdness, not scared anymore, legit laughing. Yeah. I think, I will say, I, I didn't research the band before I listened to the album. I did it afterwards. And I found myself kind of saying, like, aw, so many Aww. times. And then I read up fully on the Juggalos, and I was like, Oh, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I'd say your first response is probably uh, how it goes. You know, you go like, "Whoa, ooh, what the?" Then you goes, yeah. huh, "Oh, this is silly." Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a very it's all fun and it's interesting. You bring up um, American Horror Story because that's what the genre music is. You know, it's a uh, it's horrorcore basically. Horrorcore. Yeah. It's you know, horrorcore. It's also very campy, which mm -hmm. is not what I expected. I expected something very like. I don't know why I expected death metal. I think it was from the makeup and stuff. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what it was going to sound like. Same here. Same here. I was not expecting. I was not expecting Mr. Bungle's like stupid cousin. Like, <laughs> like I wrote my my uh, my notes on Great Malenko the song. Some clown shit. The beat is good, but goddamn these clowns. Uh, yeah. So like I, I, I want to say the first five songs. I was sort of tuning out the lyrics, sort of tuning out the the sort of atonality of their voices, and I was just sort of like getting into the into like the jeep beats of it. Like they had like this sort of like '90s like bass heavy jeep beats, and it reminded me of my my buddy Tony Johnson. And this this whole episode, I think, is going to be a lot of reminiscing for me about my 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 redneck friends back in Florida. And my buddy Tony Johnson had had a Ford Pinto that worked long after Ford Pintos had stopped being made. And he removed the back seats and he had all of the back seats replaced with 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 bass speakers. He was that guy. I'm, I'm sure you having grown up in a, in a very similar sounding town, you probably knew a lot of that guy's show. And you, too, Marissa, since you grew up in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of that guy. So he was one of my best friends, and he he drove me back and forth this this high school and senior year, and listened to a lot of like stuff like that, and it reminded me of like going to school and having like that baseline like bubble up through my ass for like the entire <laughs> school year, and like 
it wasn't a completely unpleasant experience. You know, I've had things bubble up through my house before. It's fine. But um, <laughs> that was like fine, though. That, that first five songs and really the whole record. But the but like the, that feeling of nostalgia kind of wore off after a while. But like the first five songs. I was able to appreciate it sort of based on that. Like I was just being transported back to that part of my life. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's super spooky. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. That it is. All right, uh, Marissa, you've heard all of these songs. Is there any? Is there any one that stands out to you? Yes. As like a favorite. Okay. Yes. Um, I had two that really stood out to me. Actually, um, one was "Under the Moon." Um, Misplaced like- aggression. Misplaced aggression. Yeah. Also, this one I wrote down. First thing was cool title. Weird, spooky ghost sounds. More laughing. Ugh. Um, a lot of laughing on this thing. And then I wrote in all caps: "Is this a love song?" And I had to get all the lyrics and kind of look through it. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is totally about someone I liked." Oh well, let's, let's <laughs> hear. So I did not me. do that. Let's give give me some of your impressions on those lyrics. I. This was a song that I, I literally wrote, can't understand these dudes. Like, I literally wrote that <laughs> as my note. So g- give me, like, a snippet of what you're talking about. Okay, so I, I, I just, I got, there was, well, they say the word love in it. and says, um, they say, I'll forever love you, even if you're doomed. We'll always be together, because we're both under the moon. Which, if you separate that from ICP, that's, I that mean, is kind it's of cheesy, sweet. but it's very it's kind cute. kind of sweet, yeah. Um, and then... It sounds like he goes to jail and thinks about it a lot. Um, I know you're out there somewhere under the moon. This, I mean, you know, it's not perfect, but I was like, oh, cool. There was some feeling in this. Um, and then the other one that got me was, uh, where did it go? The How Many Times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was sad. Mm-hmm. That was very, uh, lots of depression. So the ones that like had a lot of feeling. Yeah, really got to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is it's cool." They have like a soft side. Yeah, they have yeah. A, they had a soft side. I have to say that the the things that got me going were like were like, and I, I only found this out later that these were like the sort of like radio hits that I that I sort of gravitated were like the the pop side of ICP, like Halls of Illusion, like that. That was like I think that was the one that they released uh, on Top Forty Radio and actually charted. And I found that even though I wrote this also sucks as like my first note, comparing it to the thing above it, then I wrote uh, the chorus is pretty good. <laughs> and I there was there were some good like chant along choruses in this thing that that I and this song in particular got brought me back because um, I had just gone through Southwest Voodoo, which is which is like. The only positive note that I put in that one is that there's a lot of Fago references, and I I I appreciated that as as a former poor person I I I appreciate keeping it real, but like I I almost had to turn like turn it off the first time around. I almost had to turn it off and be like I I gotta take a break from these guys on like, Southwest Voodoo on Southwest Voodoo. Oh, yeah. it's such a fun song. It's like a cafeteria song. I <laughs> you're more than welcome to disagree, <laughs> but like I was like this is. I'm going to give this one more shot. And it was Halls of Illusion. And then that was hard for like the first minute. But then once it got to the course, I was like, this is, this is not horrid. This is not horrible. Like I can see that, that they, like they have a catchy hook in the course. Still no fucking clue um, what it's about. 
It's hilarious because earlier you were saying, well, it took about five songs for the nostalgia to wear off. And then exactly <laughs> at song six, you're like, fuck these guys. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Once the nostalgia wore off, <laughs> Once the nostalgia done. wore off, I was like, all right, this is, I'm, I'm done with this. It, it's funny how it works out. Like the very next song after the nostalgia is like, no. No, I totally understand no that the that. music isn't for everybody, you know, but yeah. the message in all these songs are, def- are mostly positive. Um, Marissa, you had said that they're, you felt that there was a lot of misogyny going on. Okay, sort of, but not r- like. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what does you that mean. That makes sense. Like, I, I thought it sort of at the beginning, and then I realized every time there's like a, a chance to be like, uh, can I, can I curse? Yeah. Oh, like it, like something like really raunchy, like oh, I'm gonna fuck you know you yeah. with uh, da, da, like really bad. It didn't go there. So while the word bitch is used a lot, and like. It doesn't always put women in the best light. I didn't feel offended. So I just felt like, oh, is it the, yeah, yeah, yeah little virgins. There's a I lot don't of, know. I get that vibe so often. The, yes. There's a lot of like juvenilia going on. And yeah. like, it seems like, like they're a little scared of women, but there's also a lot of, um, there's a lot of like sizeism going on. Like they, they really love to like, they really love to like stick it to large women for some reason. I noticed that. I think uh, yeah. they love large women. I think that the... they. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother yeah. me. Yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I, I think that they do, and like because then I started watching like the documentaries um, online, and like there's a lot of like people of all sizes are into ICP, so it seemed kind of like self defeating for them to be like, you know, fat girls suck, but like they, but they do. Like they're they're like. <laughs> They're like, they, Wait, what? They, 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 men, they don't. Bad girls don't suck. What am I saying? But I'm saying that they... <laughs> I am not a fucking sizist. I am not in good shape, by the way. That would be, that would be horrible of me. I am, I, am, I, am far from, I am far from tone myself. But like... Anyway, fat chicks mm. suck. Anyway, but... Um, <laughs> no, but like they, they work saying... They were like, they were drawing attention to it. They're like, they're like, your girl's fat. But then, like, but then in other songs, they were like, my girl is fat. Can I uh, say a a verse for you? Go for it. I met Malenko. He gave me three wishes. That night, I fucked three fat bitches. I I remember that. Yes, I remember that. Yes. All three wishes. All three wishes. (laughs) All three wishes with the fat bitches. Maybe, that's saying something. That's saying yeah. something. That, that man given unlimited power chose to, <laughs> and also not also not really great at at wishing because he could have just wished to fuck three fat bitches for one wish, yeah, <laughs> and still have two wishes it's left. A temptation. Over. You think one will be enough? Yeah, like, I'll just do one more. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're getting kind of body positive at this point. I tell you, yeah. uh, the Juggalo community has been uh, with the LGB. QT community way before Hillary Clinton was way back in the old days when it wasn't cool. ICP has always been uh, against bigotry and for acceptance. When I was um, when I was like 18, 19 years old and I was still just sort of like dealing with my own like queer identity. I fell in with this crew of of Dungeons and Dragons players. As one does in, in small town in Florida. And. I wish I had been more out with them because they there was like a gay guy in the group and everyone was just sort of like, oh, it's Christian, the gay guy. He thinks he's a vampire. 
and he plays D and D. So we're so we're all cool. And like I I kind of got that vibe off of the Juggalos. I kind of got that vibe of like sort of dirtbag inclusivity. Like we're all sort of like scrubs. We're all scrubs. We're all outcasts. Yeah. And so therefore we don't have the ability to exclude. Like we're we're already at the bottom. We're all at the bottom. So we're all going to come together at the bottom and Absolutely. just be as dumb and as like and as like stupid and as like um outcasty as possible. Give me goosebumps you saying it. That's right on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the vibe I got and that's what I took from it. Like especially after like watching more of the culture I I I really don't like the music musically. Like but music's like, not for everyone. But like the <laughs> You want better rappers? Listen to Twisted. <laughs> this or anyone else. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, all right, Marissa, you're a queer lady. You yeah. grew up in the South. Yeah. How much? How much of? How much of your upbringing and your like? Because I don't know a lot about like your experiences back in Texas. But how much of? How much of that did you see in, in ICP, or or did you see any of it at all? I did. Um, what I liked, something I noticed was like, you could go into ICP, no questions asked. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe I got. Like, you could just go and no one's going to be like, well, what's your reason for being here? Like, what, you know, what part of life, what walk of life are you coming from? Like, you could just go and just put on your makeup or not and go and have a good time. Um, and I was definitely not out at all in high yeah, school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm straight, but I'm making out with uh, everyone's girlfriend. Uh, that doesn't, uh, I'm totally straight. But that being said, I would go to gay clubs every night. No one would ask me why. I'll go yeah. see every Scissor Sisters concert. No one would ask me why. I'd be making out with girls that, and just in all those spaces and no one would be like, like what's the what deal are you here? doing? Yeah, yeah. So I got that vibe a lot from the Juggalos, especially after I researched it. Uh, and that, that made me feel a lot better about the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Joe, you are our expert. You are our self-declared, self-identified juggalo. Give us give us a, a an overview of maybe something that we're not getting out of juggles. I think that I think you can see that that we've taken at least the good parts of the message. Like, what do you see as someone who's inside it? What do you see as, as something that doesn't get talked about a lot? Are there problems in the community that, 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 that you feel that, that you can identify? Are, are we being too nice to the juggalos at this point? <laughs> um, I feel like before ICP ever came along, juggalos were still there. I think ICP just kind of tapped into something that was um, in our culture. Or in the like, you know, was a vein waiting to be tapped, and yeah. the people needed direction. And I feel like uh, they're capturing a lot of people that um, need help. And the biggest problem, I think, might be just trolls on Facebook. You know, juggalo trolls. How do you feel that the that minority and um, and queer representation is in that culture? Because when I looked, when I watched the documentary, I saw a lot of white people, and that they did like bring out like the one like person of color. And like she even said it, like I am weird here, like I am not typical. Can I ask what the name of the documentary? Because I know, um, I forget, I forget the name of one, but 
not every documentary is uh No, I get that. is made to, yeah. you know, I don't know. This uh, one is this one's from Broadly. It's called the the Juggalo the Juggalette Beauty Contesting or something like that. Oh, I never saw that. Um yeah. I'm sure that was pretty objectifying. <laughs> <laughs> but um I feel like it's probably undercover by like like you guys can't see it from the outside, but everyone's in here. You know, we have yeah. everybody. I don't want to like drop names, but uh, I have a queer friend who just started going to concerts and listening to ICP about two years ago, just because Wonderful. it's so accepting and yeah. uh, you know it's just a great feeling to be around loving people. You know what I mean? Like I've never had a bad experience at a concert. There you go. I went to. Uh, I got booked to do this to an hour at this upstate like gathering thing. Got shut down by the cops. But uh, an hour of comedy, an hour of comedy. Okay. Uh, you know, it was a bunch of festivals, a bunch of like you know juggalo artists trying to do their own thing, and uh, got shut down. But I camped out for the night, and uh, you know, shared my life with some amazing people. You know, and got to meet them and really let them into my yeah. life and just like talk about real life stuff. So um, I don't think there's anything bad in it. M- music's not for everybody. You know, uh, lyrics. Lyrics, <laughs> you know yeah, the sound. <laughs> I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I uh, like it. You know, I'm scrubby too. <laughs> all right, Marissa, let's let's get back to the music for a little bit. Okay, we <laughs> we talked about we talked about like the ones that really stuck out as good. Now let's hear about ones that you really fucking hated, and um uh, and why. Um, the netting game. The netting game. Oh, here we go. Rough. Uh. Uh, first comment was, uh, oh, God, a juggalo talking to a woman. No. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote, oh, spaghetti, that's cute. Um, oh, actually, this is going in a positive direction. Ooh, tits. That's what I wrote down. There was like a weird plot twist toward the end of the netting game. Like, yeah. it did start off really like. Well, you're not supposed to talk to women that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, jo- that's the joke I, of it. Yeah, that's. And like. The- yeah. They ended up like getting into a shitting contest onto each other. Like, you shouldn't do that to women. No, you shouldn't do that to women. No, mm. no woman is gonna appreciate that. Um, and just so if you if you're not familiar, those listening, the netting game is like it's another one of their stories, uh, songs. Where it's about like a dating game, and like there's like a woman, and she's interviewing like these two bachelors, and they uh, they're juggalos, and they are equally toxic in their own ways <laughs> and they attempt to woo her in like the most inept sort of like crass way possible and then in the thir- third verse they find the problematic issues with each other but not with themselves and i thought that was kind of funny but it took like two-thirds of the song to get to it <laughs> yeah this this was a really good example of where i thought they were going to be very like rough towards women and like really awful but they didn't it was just stuff like i have this written down uh get you naked and hit it like a caveman (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) classic and then (laughs) and then several lyrics about like what sounds like a kind of cute adventure on the beach like uh when we go to the beach and walk through the sand uh i throw a little in your face and say i'm just playing (laughs) As you spit it out, I rub your back. That's so nice. Uh, and grab your underwear and wedge it up your ass crack. So that's not a perfect situation. <laughs> but I mean, like, sounds like she chose to be there. Uh, she did, with this yeah. This person. Yeah. And I, I mean, took her to the beach. 
Took it's not the, the worst. Beach. And yeah. yeah. Had a little bit of a frolic, you know, before it went wrong there with the wedgie. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, also lots of mention of ass crack. Um, There's a lot of mention of ass crack in yeah. general. Yeah. They truly really do talk about ass crack a lot. It was the 90s. It was the, it was indeed the 90s, the, the time of ass crack. All right. Uh, I want to talk about something that I find very fascinating um, with ICP and with Juggalos. And I, I, this may take some time. It may not. We'll see how it works out. Their concept of religion seems really like not terribly complicated, but like really interesting that like a, a rap rock group would even have that in there. Yeah, well, they're uh, conflicted, you know, life's hard. it's hard to see yeah. uh, if God's really there or, you know, what's going on, what his plan is, you know. But it's there's hard. like this whole, this whole weird mythology with like the way that each of these albums represents a different unveiling of oh, like yeah. their apocalyptic mythology like the great Malenko um is one of the one of the original joker cards uh of of icp they had two packs and they come in six packs if i'm not mm -hmm. mistaken and each each time they release a record they they release um the meaning of its joker card and whether or not you know what that means and they don't like they don't necessarily correspond to like like deadly sins like they're not they're not so conceptual but like the first of them are like this is what hell is and this is what happens if you are are a shithead and um the great malenko ref refers to i'm guessing like a trickster god that like um he showed like before you go to uh where you get judged and stuff he shows you Kind of like the mistakes you've made, like yeah. in the halls of illusion, like, oh, life could have been great, but you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about, because I got that when I read when I read about it, but I don't get that when I hear it. How does okay. how does the mythology of Great Malenko actually play in the record? Like how 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 does that work? Because you just you just mentioned something, a song that I heard and I was like, I did not get what you just said like when i heard it, i did not get that that was the that was the great malenko doing that mm -hmm. so how does that work um i mean i guess some of them are subtle and some of them like are more abstract subtle. yes you know <laughs> the icp um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the very the very yeah, the basic whole quality of icp very yeah. subtle with them you yeah. know a lot of people were like what you guys believe in god <laughs> no that's stupid man so i, I don't know but, um, I, I did notice that they were they were like there was like this weird like um, defensiveness that it was in there like that was even in there at all. But what I guess what I'm asking is like, Mercy you didn't get this either. Like, no, I I like I think I remember hearing like a couple things. Where I was like, is that is that yeah? I but I was so you could I'm so confused. There was like one love, or two yeah. times where I heard in the in the music, I don't remember the song where like they mentioned like comeuppance for like being an asshole like i think in one particular song they talk about like this guy beat his wife and now he's going to hell mm -hmm. but like that doesn't but that doesn't translate into like a complex mythology based on like playing cards and like apocalyptic symbols like i don't get that from the music like how do you get that from the music um i don't know or if you can <laughs> I mean, uh, or did, did, did you get that? When you started listening, did you get that? Did you? What, uh, I, well, I came into it in about like 2009 or 10. Yeah. So they've been out for a so while. They've been out. They'd already, you know, announced that they were, uh, 
into God and stuff. Right. So uh, that didn't that didn't uh, bother me or anything. Um, I thought the whole uh, concept albums, how like everyone was supposed to follow like a general uh, premise or whatever, like you know the Great Malenko, the Trickster, or whatever. There are a few songs in there. House of Horrors. Uh, how many times? Um, God, even like what is a juggalo? Like, <sighs> hell if I know. You know. I mean, but that song, what is a juggalo? Like, Marissa, what when you heard that song? Like, what what did you take from that? What is a juggalo? Because what I heard from what is a juggalo is basically just that. Like, a juggalo is this. A juggalo walks around town, doesn't give a shit, and like that. I, I did not get the apocalypse I, out of that. I yeah. I didn't either. I, I it was more just sort of like juvenile. Like conf- I was confused and more butt lyrics. Definitely butt lyrics. Yeah. Um, did someone did say hugs people like a drunk bitch, um, which could be problematic? But I thought it was adorable. Yeah, I completely I, get it. I also wrote um, <clears throat> for that song in particular. I wrote that I. Uh, appreciated the threat to uh bust a nut in your macaroni yeah (laughs) (laughs) i felt that was good yeah but again not 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 apocalyptic not religious this album isn't the uh, like apocalypse album you know this is just kind of um the trickster okay uh, illusion i get that yeah okay you know the illusion, the illusion. Yeah, he's the, the, the wraith was the final, well, supposed to be the final Joker's card, and that was a double album, and it had Hell's Pit, which was uh where you went when you know if you were bad, it was like scary, like more horrorcore songs, and it had um, uh, Shangri La, which uh was you know all about love and shiny diamonds and shit, you know, and uh, Shangri La yeah. is where they came yeah. out with the song of the unveiling where they're like, truth is, we follow God. We've always been behind him. You know, I mean, there's a general concept and it might not be uh, heavy throughout the songs. You know what I mean? But it's definitely a general vibe to all the songs. Let's, let's talk about that, that chosen family concept a little bit, um, Marissa. Yes. Uh, as a queer person, let's talk yes. about that, that chosen family. Um, yes. What does that mean to you as a concept, not even outside of like ICP? Um, it's definitely, I guess I'm trying to think of, I, I might start a little bit. I don't know. I When I definitely found out I was queer, I felt, I don't know if you felt this, but I felt very alone because I didn't oh, yeah. know many queer people. Absolutely, yeah. And like I would get on a train or like go to a restaurant and be like, am I the only gay yeah. person here? And think that a lot. So I, tried to find other people who were either queer or I don't know, shared some sort of interest and that helped a lot. So now I am friends almost exclusively with queer female identifying comedians. Yeah. Um, which we are is the best. a delight. Um, there's a lot of us. Nice. Oh there's yeah. Pretty much every comedian, every female comedian is yes. some kind of queer. Oh, definitely. For sure. I'm some kind of queer. Are you now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what kind of queer are you? Let's I don't really know. Uh, you know, gender is super uh, complicated, right? Gender is complicated. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, we're 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 running around like running out of time here. But but Joe, let's 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 explore this. This is interesting. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, I never really like realized it. Like uh, but I'm starting to figure out. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting more in touch with my feminist side. Usually, I paint my nails. But I was at a funeral, so it didn't seem appropriate. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I thought I'd just throw that out there. So what do you all think? Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, this is the place to do this. This is a very safe space to do that. And that, okay, let's bring it back to ICP because this is a group, a subculture, the Juggalos, where you put on makeup, you, you put on funky clothes and things like that. And that's kind of like the queer training ground. Yeah, um, theater. Theater, yes, it's theater. It is theater. It's like live, uh, you know, experimental theater. Absolutely. Um, you can put on makeup and you can like paint your face and you can put on these outrageous clothes and it's okay. It's kind of like going to like Burning Man, but but I, I will venture to say not as lame. All right, so we're, we're running out of time here. Let's get some final thoughts. Marissa, your final thoughts on The Great Malenko as a record, ICP as a band. Uh, anything on your mind from this conversation? Um, okay, ICP, you guys are cool. <laughs> I, I'm into it. I don't think I will be going to any concerts, but if I walk by Not one, even The Gathering. <sighs> is there like a lesbian bar close by? Or like a nice so, resort. Our, so in the uh, in the documentary, there was a lesbian choreographer, Juggalo, okay, that was there on a bus or something like that. Uh, well, I I, I will you're not. Really selling I, it. I will not hold you to it. You got to find this bus. I will not. I will not hold myself to it for that matter. I'm just going to hold you to it. Uh, well, we'll see. We're going. All right. Okay, but if we go. I want to do the makeup really well. I want to put my own spin on it. Absolutely. That's the best part. I want the best, yeah. cutest ICP outfit. I don't know if yeah. that can happen. There's some pretty good ones out there. Good ones out there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I will say something I wrote about the album before I researched um, ICP, and it tickled me to write this. But I wrote, this music was made for 14-year-olds by 40-year-old virgins. So. <laughs> but yeah, not for me. But I appreciate you guys. All right, Joe, some final thoughts on on Great Malenko, ICP, on anything that we've talked about. Great Malenko, classic album. You know, platinum, uh, easy to defend. You know, lots of good messages in there. <laughs> I'm glad you picked it because they're, I don't, you know, I admit they got some problematic material out yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> The, it's but, the uh, only ICP I know, but I, but but if this is their if this is them at their most accessible, I can only imagine <laughs> what the rest of it is like. Yeah, we'll make a playlist. But uh, you know, love the group, love the family, um, love the message. Wonderful. Um, all right, my final thoughts on uh, ICP, the Great Malenko, and things that we talked about, and I'm just gonna mm -hmm. sort of like sum up what some of the stuff I already said. Um, I really reacted to this uh, not musically, definitely not, not my not my cup of tea. Um, but I get it, I get it, I get it as a queer person now, and I get it as remembering who I used to be when I was growing up in Lakeland, Florida, which is a town in the worst part of Florida, the population of seventy five thousand, all of them hillbillies, and um, I, you know, I lived in the trailer park. I, I lived in the actual trailer park. In, and this is true, in the lightning capital of the world, <laughs> the place, Lakeland, Florida, is the place that has the most lightning strikes on any other place on earth. And I lived in a trailer park in a place where lightning was the most common thing in any, on any place on the planet. So I knew of an unfortunate situation uh, pretty, pretty deeply. And... um. 
And that's what I got from listening to it. Did not like the music, but I definitely got that that vibe that I used to get when I get together with my dirtbag friends and we play D&D and we'd smoke weed and we'd, we'd all have like a beer because we couldn't afford more beer than that. And, um, and like, I remember, like, I, I remember how good that felt to have that family. And like, you were all fucking losers. And like, you, and like one guy had a car and that guy's car only had two seats because he replaced the entire back seat with bass speakers. <laughs> and you hated him, but he was the only guy that could go to the fucking pharmacy. And like, then you would go steal cough medicine and get high. And like, that was, <laughs> that was, that was the life that we had. And like, and like, I, that's fine. That's fine. I think those kids are going to exist in America probably forever. There's always going to be some poor kid. There's always going to be some kid that, that is not popular, that is not conventionally attractive. And that kid uh, hopefully will find some people to come together and, um, and get, that, get that chosen family. And I, I, I appreciate that um, out of the jugglers. And I appreciate the fact that they are trying to at least somewhat fix like the toxic features of like their, their subculture. I, I find that kind of refreshing that they that they are doing that without <laughs> there's there's some noise going <laughs> it was such a beautiful moment it, you, we would not be able to hear that and I'm, I'm not going to edit this out but apparently there was a dog fart from yeah. outside yeah. the door so appropriately timed <laughs> absolutely couldn't there, be funnier if there is if there is anything if there's anything that can summarize better than the than the long-winded rant that i just went on about the about the feeling of community uh from icp it was the fact that the dog farted through the door and we all heard it um so i can i i i can do no better than that uh all right so let's wrap it up marissa uh, tell everyone uh, where they can find you in, in comedy or otherwise. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can find me on the Internet. Uh, my Instagram handle is not Marissa with one S. Um, also, I run a show called Comedy Ugly. Gina's been on it. I've been on it twice. It's a strip comedy show. It's really cool. You can find us on Instagram, too. Uh, Joe, where can everyone find you? Well, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Bong Rips the Book. <laughs> and I run a weekly show at the Creek in the Cave every Monday at 10. So come on by. We got a great show. Maybe some free beers, $4 margaritas, good Wonderful. food. Come on by. Awesome. Uh, and as always, I am Gina Bloom. You can find me on Instagram at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. Uh, I, I want to thank you guys for coming out. And... um. If I had to give a final thought, it would not be as profound as the dog fart, unfortunately. <laughs> and I think Shaggy to Dope and Violent J would agree that the dog fart is probably the best <laughs> thing that could have happened. Um, but I, I will say that if, if you are given three wishes, go ahead and fuck three fat bitches. <laughs> it's a, if that's going to make you happy... <laughs> Do it. And thank you. And good night, everyone. Good night. Oh, good you. night. Thank